are listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through sex and the city for the first time ever, mostly. My name is Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And it's the holiday season, and we have... Corey never introduced himself. I never said my name. Oh, sorry. Kevin. I was excited to... I know, but Corey never introduced <clears throat> himself. Usually I say my name after I say... You jumped the gun there. You jumped the gun. Oh, I'm Alec Baldwin. And Wait, do you usually... Thing. You... Mi- you I'll, I'll start again. I'll just start again. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And we have a special gift, a holiday blessing. Yes. Yes. Who is it? Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of the Bradshaw Boys, Katie Sieber. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with my favorite boys. Oh my gosh, we're so happy to have you here. We're leaving all that stuff in from the beginning. Too. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna 100%. do it live. Yeah, Katie, this is what it's like. You, <laughs> Katie, records her stuff, uh, not with us. Her and John record it separately. Sometimes in her parents' closet. Really? We have in, done that in Kentucky yeah. over Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. When when we when we need to get voiceovers, we get it done mm-hmm. in it's, the darndest places. It's the Zebra way. Wait, didn't you? record that like doesn't your dad have a band and, he does and you recorded it he with your does. dad's band equipment oh yeah absolutely yeah what's shady, your dad's band's name shady jake and the upsetters wow Damn. they're very good they played at our rehearsal dinner yeah, yeah. yeah. like a ska band mm, Are they no a ska band? i wish i mean that'd be pretty cool no they play just like some oldies but some goodies my mm-hmm. dad plays the bass that's right he's very good slaps the bass slap it to bitch <laughs> uh i love that so That's what great. are we doing today? It's a holiday episode. Yep. We're really excited. I'm excited. Well, what what I wanted to ask Katie, what what, okay. what would a birthday, what would a, a holiday gift wish, what would you ask Santa for if you could ask for anything? Well, I mean It's a good question. I'm taking uh, notes. Ultimately, yeah, listen up, husband. <laughs> ultimately, the Bradshaw Boys was the greatest gift to me because it's three guys I love talking about a show I love and analyzing it with some awesome guests. Wow. And for greatest gift, that's stiff competition considering a lot of people consider it Christ's birth, but we've topped <laughs> that. Wow. But uh, <laughs> this one's better. Um, but I will say if I was going to ask Santa for something this year, it would just be more sex in the city. You know, I was pretty um, depressed when things fell apart and the third movie wasn't going to happen, even yeah. though I wasn't a super fan of the second, but I just wanted, still to, wanted see, to see the third. I wanted to see my ladies. I wanted to see them in action. So I would say that the greatest gift for me this year from Santa, Santa would just be more Sex in the City, maybe a little bit of a fan fiction. Wow! Oh, what's that oh. I hear? Up, up on the rooftop? <gasps> is it Santa? Is that is that reindeer paws? <gasps> Here comes good old Santa Claus! Oh, hello, boys! <laughs> because your wish is granted. Oh, Santa! I, I'm going to look in my bag. What do I have? I have three scripts here. We have our television writers up in the North Pole, <laughs> click clacking away, putting together some of the best 
untold stories of sex in the city. And I wanted to come give them to you three to share with, with Katie for, to honor her Christmas wish. Santa, Thanks, that's Santa. so nice this of you. This is what the episode's going to be the entire time. Just <laughs> Kevin talking in a real shitty Santa accent. I'm interested. Santa, where is that accent from? It's sort oh, of British. Don't worry about it. <laughs> This is, it has like a little bit of Jamaican. Right, it's, it's changed a little bit over time. The North Pole is right near the beach. Listen up, you motherfuckers. Hey, my God. Uh, this Christmas gonna oh. be fucking nice. Dude, I went I, I went to that wedding in uh, Mexico a couple weeks ago, and this guy who I shared a car with told me this story about when he went to Jamaica on like a, a youth missions trip in high school. He bought a bunch of bootleg CDs off this guy, and the guy was like, this one is called Beanie Man. And he's like, this guy's name is Bone Tequila. And he was like, dude, give me the one of Bone Tequila. That's amazing. Did you listen to it? And he listened to it, and he like it was his favorite CD in high school. And then he went throughout his life, and he was like... I lost that CD. I wish I could get it back. And he, he was like, then the internet came about and he could never find Bone Tequila. Bone Tequila. And then he said he was listening to like a hip hop radio station one day and the, the guy was like, yeah, and that song was from Bone Tequila. And he was what? like, oh my gosh. And then he looked it up and he realized the rapper's name was actually Bounty Killer. <laughs> <laughs> he just said the guy had a Jamaican accent. He was like, Bone Tequila. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I thought that was going to be like a Sugar Man type story. Oh, no, it'd be amazing. Bone Tequila was like an attorney general or something like that. <laughs> well, this is this is what. Thank you so much for for that story, and also Santa. Thank you for being here. Santa, thank you for being here. Yes, oh, goodbye. I have to go now. Santa. Um, Santa oh where, my gosh. Santa, where are you going? So, we. Oh, he's gone. We have a gift for Katie. We would like to honor you with some more Sex and the City. So we, all three of us, have written some fan fiction. That's true. And we need you. We. This is not about us. This is about what you like best. So you get to give your critical review of each one of our wow. stories. Right. This is but before exciting. that, we do have the little drummer boy who's going to come in and play his drum. <laughs> pum 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 for you. Oh, thank you. As long as he's wearing Manolos. Yes. <laughs> um, Hi, Katie. <laughs> oh, no. I'm here to play the drum. Pum 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 pum. That's my pummer pum, right pum, there. Pum, oh, pum. the little drummer boy. It sounds like your voice is just like a little horse. Yeah, I, was, uh, I was out at SantaCon all day yesterday. Oh. <laughs> doing, doing lines of coke. <laughs> so hammered. I came in with all my friends from from Hoboken <laughs> and I played the drums all around town. And I made out with three women at once. It was amazing. So who's, who's, who wants to go first? It doesn't matter. Katie, do you want to choose? I am going to choose... John. Oh. oh, okay. Hold on. Okay, John, you have a little production for yours, you said. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so John's getting set up, um, and Kevin and I will each do one. And, uh, you know, if you enjoy this episode, we did an episode last year called The Bradshaw Boys Family Holiday where we did other fan fiction. But I have a feeling this year is going to be even better. All right. I haven't... Um I haven't rehearsed this one yet, so so bear with me uh, if I make some mistakes. It's been a while since I've, I wrote this, um, but essentially the idea was to do a continuation of where we left off in season four. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, before we recorded, we all took uh, a character. We randomly uh, put the character's name in a very sophisticated machine learning algorithm name generator, and I was uh, given Charlotte. 
So I am going to be writing a continuation uh, of season, the end of season four, and do what I think season, how season five, the opening scene with Charlotte is going to start. Perfect. Um, and as you remember, the last scene, Charlotte went on a date with a gentleman named Eric, yes. who was very impressed with uh, her apartment. Great. Okay. So here is um, what I think is going to happen in the beginning of season five, Sex and the City with Charlotte. <clears throat> I live in the American Garden Building on West 81st Street on the 11th floor. My name is Charlotte York. I'm 27 years old. I believe in taking care of myself, a balanced diet, and a rigorous exercise routine. In the morning, if my face is a little puffy, I'll put on an ice pack while doing my stomach crunches. I can do a thousand now. After I remove the ice pack, I use a deep pore cleanser lotion. In the shower, I use a water-activated gel cleanser, then a honey almond body scrub, and on the face, an exfoliating gel scrub. Then, I apply an herb mint facial mask, which I leave on for 10 minutes while I prepare the rest of my routine. I always use an aftershave lotion with little or no alcohol, because alcohol dries your face out and makes you look older. Then, moisturizer, then an anti-aging eye balm, followed by a final moisturizing protective lotion. There is an idea of a Charlotte York, some kind of abstraction, but there is no real me, only an entity, something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable. I simply am not there. The drums of the hunt have been beating in my mind since Trey left, ravaging all my thoughts day and night. Images of Bunny screeched through my brain like the six train in 14th Street Union Square. Our wedding, our precious, beautiful Upper East Side wedding. What a scam. I cannot believe I wore a kilt like some trashy Scottish whore. <laughs> I gave him all my love, all my time, all my affection. I bought him jugs, and he bought me a cardboard baby. Wow, Eric said as we walked into the front door of my lair. Wow, wow, is your husband some sort of king? Wow. I smiled sweetly and squeezed his hand. Is this his idea of a courtship dance? Obviously, he is sizing up his formal rival, pondering his chances at reproduction, nothing but a pest cluelessly flying into the widow's web. Wow, sloshed around my head like a dreams down a toilet. Wow, I heard, as faintly as I riffled through my CDs, finding the perfect siren song. <clears throat> Eric, still sitting slack-jawed on the couch, sipping his drink I made for him. It is... It is, it is his thought, it is thought that some ancient witches would serve a disguised brood of their victims to dull their senses, a sign of compassion. Not me. I wanted this to hurt. I wanted it to hurt so bad that Trey would feel it. Here it is, my favorite, I chirped as I batted my ashes and ran my fingers along each bead of my pearls. I smoothed my blouse with nerves, hand, uh, with my nervous hands, and I asked him, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? Wum, wow, the axe sang as it flew through the air. The crack of his skull was almost as pleasurable as the spray of blood that splashed my face. Wow, I screamed as I hacked and I ripped and I tore. Wow, wow! 
sweat and blood combined together and dripped on my perfect face. I smirked because the remains of his gourd split skull reminded me of a particular painting hanging in my gallery. This was my life now. This was my world now. I smiled and I laughed. The next day at brunch with the girls. We chat about boys, breakups, babies, all the things you would expect. I play the part perfectly, giggling and gasping with joy. Something distracts me on my beautiful white shoe below the table. I look down, a small droplet of blood. My lips curl up in a smile. Carrie is talking about something. I can't even hear her babbling. Wow, I say. Wow, I think. Wow. 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 That's what I think is going to happen in uh, the next um, episode of season five. Wow. Wow. Does, wow. do you think, do you, do you think that anyone gets that? No. We have one of our favorite things is the overlap of our dude interests with Sex and City. And I feel like, I feel like there's always someone that comes through and is like, no, 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 we know it. Um, there'll be some people that get that, but it's, you know, that's just what's going to happen. That's I, not, there was nothing. She, I, I think people will get it. Okay. I, I really do. Cause I, I understood it. We're I not, we're not going to say what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm asking, are we going to, or we're not? Going no, that's, to? that's going to be the opening scene <laughs> of season five. Yeah. Um, sex and the city, Charlotte. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It does make perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Katie, who's going to go next? Um, oh, wait, uh, do you want to do you, what? Give your give what your thoughts. You yeah, I'll give my critique, and then I'll wait. Yeah, and do the Cosmo ratings. Um, all right, I loved it. Okay, I think you're an excellent writer, and not just because you're my husband, but that's going to be hard because I think everyone in this room is an excellent writer. It really appealed to me because of two things: skincare and murder. <laughs> Two things I really love. I, yeah. I don't want to say value because clearly I don't value murder, but I am a huge true crime mm -hmm. lover. Yeah. And I also really love skincare. Yeah. So it really appealed to both. I loved the callback to jugs and the cardboard baby, both yeah. really epic moments in Charlotte's life mm -hmm. in her marriage with Trey. And I also think there's a lot of reality there. I think out of all three of the girls, she is the one that is most concerned with her image and not in a negative way. I think she just thinks that she is this certain type of woman that has to put out this certain type of image. And I could see that kind of pushing her over the edge a right? little bit. Yeah. Does anyone else feel like she's going to kill someone? Yeah, I think so. She's the most likely to get a little cuckoo. Yeah. Which I think it says a lot about her as an actor because I, I think she plays that super well. Just the, the um, I could see like her, that guy's like, whoa, wow. The apartment like walking around and then she's just like, she goes slightly over the edge and just takes like a, a one of her like statues and just bashes him over the head. With That's it. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can see it. All right. Who's up next? I'm thinking yeah, that it is going to be <laughs> Kevin next. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. You, you, don't, you don't think she would kill someone? Like, look, look at those we're, eyes. We're, we're looking at a picture of uh, Kristen Davis right now as Charlotte looking uh, so intense. All right. She plays so, it so well. She plays, um, she's amazing. I did Carrie and I was just, I was, I was just inspired by what I think is going to happen in season five because I think they've been 
Um, I think it's been leading up to this point that it's like we've seen things go one way for Carrie and then kind of the rug gets pulled out from under her in her life in a lot of ways. And I think with, with every person, there's just a certain point where you hit your breaking point and where you just say, like, things have got to change. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros, two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. Standing in her apartment on the Upper East Side of New York City, Carrie Bradshaw looks out her window. It's closed. She takes a long drag on a cigarette and breathes out. I want it to smell. I want this place to smell like smoke, Carrie whispers to herself. The apartment had lost its stale tobacco smell ever since Aiden had moved in. But he was gone now, and she couldn't wait to get her life back to how it was. But she knew deep down she could never go back to the way things were. Any more than Nadia could get her original front teeth back. (laughs) Aiden had served her with papers and everything seemed uncertain the only thing that seemed stabilized in her life at this point was her monthly rent and she wasn't about to give that up Aiden was mad because Carrie left a hole in her heart but he left a hole in her wall this meant war she took another inhale and as she breathed out she said this apartment's mine and it's gonna smell like it (laughs) she sat down at her colorful MacBook and pondered her life as she typed what do you do when it all falls apart When everyone turns against you, friends, family, coworkers, do you grin and bear it? Move on with new people? Look on the bright side? Who knows? But I couldn't help but wonder, when is it justified to take matters into your own hands? When is it time to stop wondering and start taking action? Carrie had finally had enough with the men in her life, and the men in her life were about to pay. She closed her MacBook, went to her closet, and she pressed a red button, and a wall of dresses automatically slid to the side like a curtain opening. A drawer slid forward automatically, and there were a pair of dark patent leather shoes. The bottom sole was white, white as can be, and the four-inch heels were two shiny chrome blades. She put them on and went outside to hail a cab. East Hampton, please. The cab driver said, hey, I know you. Oh, yeah? You and your friends all talked about anal sex in the back of my cab a few years back. Huh, sounds like us. Just drive. When they arrived, she said, we aren't done yet. I need a ride back. Keep the meter running. She knocked on the door. Hey, Carrie, a man said, a big box full of muffins in his hand. He offered her one, but his pants were off and his pepper shaker was completely exposed at precisely a half chub. Carrie said, do you know the muffin man? What are you talking about, Carrie? His dick is on Drury Lane, Carrie replies. She kicked one leg up and came down in one fell swoop, cutting off his penis. (laughs) The man screams, Keep it in your pants, bub. She walked away and got in the cab, and she said, Take me to Soho, where all the models are. When they arrived, she paid her fare. $627. Put it on a credit card. Sure, she was being financially reckless, but hey, she couldn't think about tomorrow. Today was about justice. She buzzed a large, a large loft apartment on Spring Street and walked up three flights and knocked on the door. It opened. Hey, Carrie, good to see you. 
A handsome photographer said to her. Show me the tapes, Carrie said. What? Oh, sure. I got some new ones. As they sat there watching the videos of him sleeping with models that he had filmed unknowingly, Carrie took the tape took one tape and began to unravel the film inside, taking more and more until all the tape was empty. The man took no notice. His sole focus was on the TV screen in front of him. Why, Carrie said. <laughs> what they don't know won't hurt him. <laughs> Come on. And hey, if you got it, flaunt it. As he, talked to Car- As he talked, Carrie got up and went behind him. As he stared at the TV screen and of him and a model making passionate love, you want to you know what you want to know what I say he says? No, I don't, and I don't care. Carrie took a handful of film of videotape, wrapped it around his neck and she fell backwards to the ground taking him back with her. He struggled and flayed and flailed and he was no match for Carrie's ripped core strength. I mean, she's so fucking jacked it's insane. When he stopped moving, she stands up and she steps her heel on his throat and walked away leaving a trail of blood behind her. She took a cab to Central Park and got in the back of the horse and carriage and said, take me to 72nd Street. She probably smoked a whole pack of cigarettes on that ride. All the while, thinking about her father who abandoned her, and now Mr. Big, who went to Napa. She looked up and saw the horse and thought, thought of the godfather. When the man woke up with the severed horse head in his bed, she was against animal cruelty, but she knew she needed to send a message. And when she got back home, she put all the cigarette butts into a package. She took off her heels and put them in a package and addressed it to Aiden Shaw. The next week, Aiden opened the package that had arrived at his door. (laughs) Huh, I wonder what this little peanut is. (laughs) I better crack the shell open and see what's inside. The first thing he saw was a pile of half-smoked cigarette butts. He began to weep uncontrollably. (laughs) Why? Why? And then started throwing up violently. Who who would do such a thing? Then he saw the note, and on the front it said, From Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, (laughs) it's Carrie. I wonder what it says. The note said, Lay off the apartment or else. P.S. Smoke one. Maybe it'll help you relax. His heart was racing. And then he saw the black patent leather heels, the blades, the blade, and the bladed heels, and he turned them over. The entire soul was red, red with blood. He dropped his case. Wow. Oh. Nice job. Okay. I, did, I, I had a whole other thing about the, the Vogue guy who tried, the old guy that tried to, yeah. fight, but it was, just, you know, it was just too long. I had to make some cuts. Yeah. yeah. You got to kill your darlings. Man. Another, was... another revenge story. Another, yeah. yeah. You guys, We didn't like... even plan that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like I feel like they're at their wits end. All the all yeah. the gals. Yeah. Santa is also really appealing to my love of true crime. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't even mention that to him and he went there. Thank you, Santa. OK, so my critique for this for yours, Kevin. Also, you're a great writer. Loved it. Oh, Knew it would be awesome. I really enjoyed all of the callbacks that you did from all different episodes. My favorite was the uh cab driver with the anal sex talk. I mean, he's such a hero of the show. Let's, let's be honest. Um, I also really enjoyed that you mentioned her abs because that girl, I mean, her body is just banging and we've never seen her do a single workout or eat a salad. So where does that come from? But that's okay. Um, I would say two more things. Yep. My favorite, Revenge was uh, cutting off Big Pepper Mill Dick's dick. 
loved mm-hmm. that she went Lorena Bobbitt yep. on him. And I also really enjoyed your Aiden impression. <laughs> and I could just see him getting the getting the cigarettes, but then also being like, oh, oh, this is from Carrie. I like, could see him calling every single package that comes to his door a little peanut. A little peanut. <laughs> well, shall I get a crack open? Yeah, that was great. Oh. It was good. Good now, job. You mentioned uh, Nadia's uh, front teeth. It's not Nadia. What is it's, it? Uh, n- n- it's Natasha. 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 I, Natasha. I will say that was frantically written on on the subway uh, on the way to our live show. So, you know, I I, I messed that up and, and I apologize. Let's like really okay. honor her and her teeth mm-hmm. and remember that her name is Natasha. That's it's it's funny to bring that up now because now it's the past three minutes as I was finishing the story there, whoever's listening, there's just someone that's like, it's fucking, they couldn't even pay attention. Yeah. Like it's fucking, it's not Nadia. Who's Nadia? What are you who, who is Nadia? Who's Nadia? Why, why they, they don't know that. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much. I loved it, man. Merry Christmas to me. So we've done Charlotte. We've done Carrie, um, Corey, who are, who are you going to be reading the, the beginning of the fifth season for the beginning of the fifth season? I'll be reading Samantha Shmo- and we should oh, explain why Shmo- we don't, we don't have a Miranda fan fiction. Um, today we although don't. maybe we could do a steve talk miranda fanfic I oh don't yeah know. we could maybe do that yeah yeah we um, don't but yeah we only because it was three boys uh we only did three of them so i think we i forgot how we chose but uh yeah we didn't do the miranda. Michelle, i think her fan fiction is like she's she's like happy with steve and like raising a child and fulfilled yeah i think that, yeah that's what everyone she's wants waking up in the middle of the night to breastfeed her lovely child yeah, yeah totally <laughs> smiling happy warm okay. comfortable um, I mean, that sounds lovely. Okay. Uh, let me pull this up. Oh, more music. Hang on. <laughs> that music is just to set the ambiance. Am I am I going to get docked points for not having uh, audio visual elements? As a lover of music, you might. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. It's tough out there. Now your heart is broken too. Samantha muttered that again and again as she stared into the abyss. Baby, my heart is pumping out of my chest. A six-foot-three hunk wearing a leather-zippered mask went back to business, caressing Samantha as she lay inside plethier. New York's most exclusive underground sex club that combined leather and leisure, pronounced leisure. <laughs> it was also owned by an entrepreneur with a lisp, which made the name Plethier easier for him to pronounce. <laughs> oh my gosh. Samantha lay motionless on one of Plethier's many tables, 68 of them total, while the hunk was working its hardest. Samantha couldn't feel anything mostly because of how Richard broke her heart when she found out he was cheating on her, and also because she was on a four-day sex bender and her body was pumped full of amyl nitrate, poppers, that left her feeling that left her with a feeling of depression and emptiness. Oh, baby, I'm close, yelled the hunk. And I'm so far away, whispered Samantha. <laughs> and with that, she got up and walked off, leaving the hunk standing there, uh, now in his mask. And underneath that, a face of confusion as to why Samantha had left him. I need to pay and, I need to pay and get out of here, honey, Samantha said to the owner of Plethier. Visa or MasterCard, he asked. <laughs> Amex, said Samantha. 
Thank God, easier for me to pronounce. Can I ask you two questions? Feut. My gosh. One, have you always talked like that? It was a sex accident. You should see the other guy. I'd love to see him. Can't. He died instantly. Oh, wow. Super hot. Your second question? Why are there only 68 tables? I figured there'd be 69. Samantha nodded. It's the perfect number. We're always looking for it. But you can't ever find a perfect 69. It's elusive. Perfection is elusive. I've had tons of perfect 69s. Tons. Have you? Samantha thought and thought and realized, no. No, she hadn't. I've never had a perfect 69. I've never had a perfect anything, honey. I thought it was perfect with Richard, but it wasn't. But that's the thing about perfection. It always helps us strive for more. Samantha looked at this man, and even though she'd never met him, he was all too familiar. It was like a fatherly, fatherly voice she'd known for a lot of her life. Something familiar she'd known all along, but never met. The voice of eternity in her heart, calling from her past, calling her to a new future. And like that, Samantha began to laugh. And laugh, and laugh, and laugh, and laugh. The first time she'd laughed since Richard. And they both laughed. And they laughed and laughed. The hunk walked in. Are you laughing at me? You get out of here, you stupid hunk. The hunk ran off, naked and ashamed, still wearing the mask. <laughs> Don't worry about him. He's back here all the time. He looks familiar, even though I couldn't see his face, Samantha said. That's A-Rod. Oh, wow, A-Rod? Does he, does he know the new Yankee? I think Carrie dated him. Yankee thuck, he interrupted her. I love the meth. <laughs> Samantha stood up and turned around. She was having an epiphany. Okay, so we can never reach perfection, but we keep going, honey? It'll be so perfect, we won't even be able to understand it because it's... She turned around and the owner was gone. Who was that? I've, I've, never, met, I've never met him, but I know him. Deep within me. And perfection, it's... It's an out of nowhere. He popped his head around the corner. It's inconceivable. <laughs> Samantha looked at him. You're Wallace Shawn? <laughs> From the Princess Bride? Exactly. And then he disappeared. And then he reappeared. I'd like to, th I love the stay in character. <laughs> then he disappeared. Then he reappeared. I, I have. I have been in several other things, you know. Ever see My Dinner with Andre? I'm also in Toy Story. Even Young Sheldon. <laughs> then he disappeared. Then he reappeared. But I love reliving this role. See you later. And then he disappeared again. And with that, Samantha got up, walked out, powerfully, ready to embrace life's mystery, going on with her life, no longer thinking of Richard. She had every answer she needed. Except how Wallace Shawn owned an underground sex club in Manhattan. That was truly inconceivable. Thank you. Wow. Now, anytime we can bring Wallace Shawn into this podcast, I'm a happy man. <laughs> Corey, do you know? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, go you, for it. You go. No, 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 Kevin. I, well, who, no, Katie. It's open jury Well, right I was going to say that Wallace Shawn is in the sixth season of Sex and the City. Oh, my goodness. And I you didn't no even know idea. it. He, I believe he's in two. No. I think just one episode. Wow. That's insane. That feels like that was meant to Did be. Did you know that, Kevin? I just, when he started doing it, I, because Corey texted me, I wish I wouldn't have known the end, but Corey texted me 
Oh yeah, that's right. I did the end you. of it when 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 we were going over like our ideas of like what should yeah. we do? Because <laughs> listen, as stupid as these are, there is a bit of anxiety. As oh, completely, like, completely. I'm like, I'm doing like a Kill Bill type thing. Is that too violent? <laughs> I mean, should I texted I a- you and I was like, is it is it is it too offensive to have someone have a lisp and that like- owns a club named Plethier? And I was like, why? And you were like, well, the end is that it's Wall of Sean. I was like, ah, oh, that's fucking awesome. But I just Googled it just now. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's in, he's in an episode. It's entitled Splat. Oh, and which uh, some people have said that episode. I don't I don't know anything about it. But some people have said that's like one of the best episodes of the series. It's a great episode. I mean, the yeah. whole last part of the sixth season is so strong for me. I love it. Yeah. But oh, that when you said that, I was like, oh. I don't even think he knows. Oh, I wish I would have known because I could have been like, I'll see you again. Well, one last thing about Wallace Shawn before sure. we get some commentary from Katie. Yeah. Do you know that like he's a playwright and that many of his plays have been banned in countries because they're like very like psychosexual, twisted. No. Dramas? Yeah. He writes really. Is he, one of them called Plethier? <laughs> Plethier? <laughs> Sounds like Dude. Corey knows a lot more about him than we even realize. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he has some really, fu- really fucked up plays. That that's like when you learn Bob Sack. Like when you first learned Bob Sack, yeah. it was like a like a, a little bit of a foul mouth comedian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. At totally. least for me, it was very startling. Yeah. yeah. And it it's is like, startling. Yes, I'm the T-Rex. But yeah. also, many of my plays have been banned. Yeah. <laughs> that's so insane. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Plethier. All right, Katie. Right Let's Corey. hear some responses. Yep. Corey, loved it. Oh, thank you. I felt like thank you. Uh, you were setting the scene, and I was in the sex club. I was seeing it all. I really enjoyed when the hunk ran away naked, crying. Um, yeah, I thought it was just really, really, really good. Again, I enjoyed that it really focused on Samantha's emotional journey. Mm-hmm. Out of all of the ladies, she's the one that needs an emotional journey the most, I feel. Yeah. She could probably tap into a couple more emotions for herself. And the Wallace Shawn thing was perfect. And you didn't even plan it. But it was so, so good. Oh, I loved it. Oh, thank you. And some of you listeners out there, you might be thinking, but he keeps on disappearing and reappearing. And Sex and the City is not really a show full of magical realism. I challenge that assertion and say, Carrie at one point did fly off into the middle of the night. That's true. She did. So they they do use magical realism in, it is part of the Sex and the City canon. So a disappearing and reappearing Wallace Shawn fits perfectly in what they're trying to do. Yeah. There was one part that I was going to put in it that I, I remember, I remember, um, I was like, oh, I need to add this in and I forgot to, but I wanted to add in a thing at the end where Samantha also couldn't figure out why he was still doing the lisp from another character and if that was and i think the thing that was going to be that he was like i've always had this lisp it's just princess bride's the only role that i ever did where i didn't cover it up ah. it was like in every role i always cover up my lisp hmm. and it's he actually has a lisp and he's an entrepreneur that starts sex clubs also this is the music that i was playing it's a spotify playlist called dungeon music oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> it says, this is a mix of dark, all-instrumental, atmospheric, new-age, electronic, dance, trance, and dungeon synth music. It's meant for BDM sessions, uh, BDSM sessions, gay or straight. That's so, awesome. Wow. There you go. That, why don't you that, post that? that on, now post we that all know. Yeah, we'll post that on our... wants to rock we'll out post, to dungeon. Yeah, we'll post that. A little holiday, Instagram. festive music. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, put on your collar and um, have, have some eggnog with your family. Listen yeah. to this. His 1977 play, A Thought in Three Parts, caused controversy in London, where the Vice Squad... A- Uh, when the production was investigated by a vice squad attacked in parliament after allegations of pornographic content. Oh my gosh. Dude. Wallace Shawn. 
My word. <laughs> all right, Katie. All right. What do we have? Cosmo oh. rating for all the uh, for all the the fanfics. This is tough. Okay. This is tough. I know everyone's very nervous. Very, very nervous. Um, you know what? In the spirit of the holidays, I'm going to give you all a five out of five. Oh, I almost docked a little bit for Kevin because he didn't use music. Oh, <laughs> but that legit hurt my feelings. <laughs> well, I just, I, I loved the, the music. It really set the scene. Again, with Corey's, I felt like I was in the sex club, but it's the season of giving. And I loved it. Thank you for my wonderful Christmas gift. I wish I could see all of these uh, in episode form in Sex and the City. We'll it's a shame. We'll, we'll see, see you at a. Uh, we'll see you at Pleather. Yeah. For our after party. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Brad, your boys. Pleather. 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 Um. Well, listen, everybody. Thank you. If you enjoy, if you didn't enjoy this. Thank you for getting to the end of it. Mm -hmm. If you did enjoy this, you're welcome. No, I'm kidding. Thank should you. We, should we see how many listeners know what John's um, one is referencing? Listen, yeah. this always works. When we said when we said who's listening to the Kristen Davis episode, to, uh, message us on Instagram, Babar, and we got a bunch of people okay. to message Babar. So for you know, oh, 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 what we we have we have stuff we can still give away we do yeah we have some yeah. books we have some books we can give away so well, that, that was it. the best part was when you guys were talking about the pressure of writing these yeah. i just plagiarized my whole thing so yeah, yeah. it was great <laughs> it was really it was really easy um so if you know what john's fan fiction was a reference to message the title yep. um to the instagram or to the twitter and um and if we get one of them we'll send you a book and if we get more than one then we will uh like raffle them off yeah, or, we'll or figure it out but yeah if you want a sex in the city on us book um by jennifer cation armstrong mm -hmm. um message us the title of what john was parodying mm -hmm. and we will uh send you a book it'd be great we love giving things away at our live show we gave away a copper pineapple that we were gifted by Absolute Elix, uh, which is like you drink drinks out of it. And we later found out that copper pineapple was worth over $200. <laughs> we, like, we were like, oh, well, this thing's pretty cool. We, yeah. Elix gave us this stuff. Yeah. So, it, we, so you know, know. Like, we lost one listener by uh, sending her a Venmo request for $200. <laughs> being like, we gave this away, but like, we'd love. Um, but yeah, everyone, Merry, uh, Merry, Merry Holidays. Happy Merry Holidays. Christmas. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy New, Year. happy New Year. What else is there? Um, oh, that's all of it. Happy, yeah. Just happy everything. Happy everything. Be happy. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Hey, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Happy pre-Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Don't wait. forget Groundhog's Day coming up. Happy Groundhog Day. Bye. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you, Katie. Bye. Thank you. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>